What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. We have an exciting one lined up for you today. So as always, we start with our nice weekend update. We do a little uh, fun conversation, me and Tim kind of chop it up for a bit. Then we do get into our current events. I bring up a little bit of a follow-up topic, talking about all the new streaming channels out now. So we talk about some streaming wars going on. Um, Disney's going at it with Netflix. Google's going at it with Amazon. We got big players hitting big players. Uh, it's like Rock'em Sock'em Robots for streaming. It's pretty wild. So we get into that. And then my ROE, uh, I do have two, a little selfish today. The first one, I read an article on one thing that separates dreamers from doers via Steve Job- Jobs' insight on this. And then my second one, we talk a little bit about cross-training and how doing various whether it's movements, um, types of exercises, uh, daily uh, living activities, doing things to help uh, train your body in all different areas of movement. Then finish off with Book Talk, Own the Day, Own Your Life by Aubrey Marcus. Uh, We talk about distractions and how to start your day uh, in terms of the tasks you have at hand to make sure that you enjoy your day a little bit better. Tim, what do you take us through today? Yeah, great episode for you guys today. We're in the 90s now. Episode 90. 90s, I love it. 90s kids. Yes. Yeah, so Burger King is unveiling a new marketing campaign thanks to the suggestion of a general manager from a Mexico City Burger King restaurant. So kind of an interesting approach to this. He was noticing some things going on around his restaurant and used that as insight um, to their top marketing team. So cool story there. And then hackers are now targeting home buyers more than ever. So there's a story out of Texas that we will cover uh, of a guy who got money stolen from him uh, from hackers when he was buying a house. So we talk about just the implications for the real estate industry as a whole, how you can prevent yourself from getting scammed uh, via email, which is what this story was about. Um, And then real life experience, I myself got hacked. My my debit card uh, was, the, the information was stolen last weekend. Uh, so I kind of I kind of share that story and uh, how I'm going to come back from that because I will come back 100 percent from that. That's uh, not taking out. That's it's right. To bounce back. That's how you bounce back, Big Shiner. I love it. <laughs> uh, and then book talk. I talk about Tribe of Mentors by Tim Ferriss and uh, Laura Walker shares uh, some some advice in that. She's an American executive who served as the president and CEO of New York Public Radio. Um, and she offers some advice on how to deal with uncertainty in life and serves as a greater lesson that we can all apply in our own lives. So I know you guys are really going to enjoy this episode. I think it's going to start your Tuesday off right or whenever you decide to listen to it. So without further ado, episode 90. Are you going to watch The Joker? Yes. The new one? Yes. Uh, I've heard mixed things. I've heard some lower ratings. I've heard it's just really weird but good. Uh, so I'm interested to see what it's like. Me too. I'm going to see it next but weekend. Joaquin Phoenix is, he's an out there actor. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's just kind of different. The Joker's a different character as well. Yeah. So kind of matches up. He's we'll skinny, see. bro. Yeah. Like you just. He looks so skinny. Yeah. I'm always interested to see how actors, like, have to really live the part in their actual life. Like, redo their body. Like, I know we've actually talked about it on the show before, I think. Yeah, I think think Heath Ledger, don't quote me on this. I'd have to, I forget if I read it or someone told me. Apparently, so Jack Nicholson kind of warned him about the role. Like, because, yeah, it'll mess with you. Like, you have to become that character. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think Heath Ledger locked himself like in a hotel room for like months in the dark, just getting into. Really, I think so. Don't quote me. I need to double check that. But I hope that's true because that's. I mean, that's dedication to your craft right there. But that role definitely had to play a part in his OD. Yeah, yeah. Like that'll fuck. I remember with that. I remember that storyline. Like everyone talking about that. God, he was so good though. Mm-hmm. That performance is. It's just incredible. Like, it, it can't be topped. I don't care how good you are. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to watch it now. Even though I just watched it. I, I, I think I watch that at least once a month. 
good. It's like a once a month movie. Yeah, I think I might watch it tonight, actually. They put a couple of the uh, Oceans movies on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. I saw 12 and 13. I don't know if they snuck 11 on there. Of course, not the original one. I mean, 12 and 13 are good, but 11, it's Ocean's 11. Mm-hmm. Which is your favorite? 11. It probably goes Why? favorite to least in order of movie release. Just 11 is seems a little more authentic, not as cheesy. 12 isn't bad. There's some different twists. The third one is just like a little, it's a little over the top. Mm-hmm. Just, eh, I don't know. Trying oh. to improve too much on the previous one? I think so, yeah. 11 yeah. was just raw, and it was it was good. 12 was pretty darn good, too. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, Catherine Zeta-Jones is pretty to look at, you know. Yeah. So, not mad about that. But, yeah, 13 for me was least favorite. Okay. Not that I won't watch it. I definitely will. I love the series, but... Least favorite. Okay. Yeah. You ever thought about being a professional movie critic? No. I've thought about being an actor. Mm-hmm. I think I am the next Matthew McConaughey. Okay. I was going to ask you what your ideal character would be. Yeah. I think I'm the next Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. That answers that. Yeah. All right. All right. I mean, you got right. the you got the boots on right now. That's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older. They stay the same age. <laughs> I always love seeing him on the sideline of, at Texas football games. Yes. Uh, he gets oh, the people I, he's going. A, he's an icon. Just a living le- legend. Yeah. Just, uh. There's one time uh, I was at home with my dad. We were watching TV, and Lincoln commercial came on. And it was one of the ones where McConaughey doesn't say a word. And my dad was like, I don't understand these Lincoln commercials. They're stupid. I go, Dad, take it back. That is the coolest man alive. Like, I love you but it's Matthew McConaughey. Back off. <laughs> I can picture your dad saying that, just shaking his head and being like, what's the point of this? Yeah, and like damn near changing the channel over it. I think he did. I was like, Dad, it's just Matthew McConaughey driving a Lincoln. It's Matty Ice. He's a cool cat. Jeez. I'm surprised he's driving it. Yeah. I mean, Lincoln Lawyer, he had a sweet-ass driver. He was cool. That was a sweet movie. Yeah. I, always remember, I always wonder if they actually drive those cars because I remember LeBron doing the Kia commercials. I'm like, there's no way in hell he drives that car. I feel like I feel like you have to at least own one yeah okay maybe he got one for his mom i don't know said he owned it yeah or but i feel like part of the deal you have to probably at least own one probably but yeah they're not driving kias yeah they're not driving kias no lebron ain't driving a kia hell no it's too damn big those athletes are freakishly huge they're not they're not they wouldn't be able to crazy yeah. yeah i don't know how they would drive a kia Definitely not comfortably. Mm-hmm. But I know you'd be surprised. Like, my dad, you know, my dad, he's pretty tall. He's 6'6. He fits in uh, low sedan infinity mm-hmm. comfortably. So. How are you not taller, man? Ask him, dude. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I got more of my mom's side of the Did family. You, 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 you. were aspiring to be an NBA player growing up. I remember you saying that. Yep. Is that because you expected yep. to be that tall? No, nope. did, you, did you count on? Okay. No, nope. just because I loved basketball and I okay. thought I was that good. I just didn't work enough for it. Mm-hmm. Straight up, yeah. I, I didn't put the time in. Right. Maybe I still wouldn't have. I don't know. But here we are. It's all good. How about you? You didn't even play in high school though. On the high school, played team. for the first two years. Played freshman, oh, okay. sophomore. Didn't like it. Yeah. Because of, I mean. You have to respect authority, and I did, but I just felt so constrained. I wasn't able to play my true type of basketball that was suitable for me in developing myself. So I became the best at basketball when I went and played for fun, and I was able to take risks and play in a style that I was most comfortable yeah, with. Yeah, I was going to say, first time I ever played with you or saw you play, I was like, oh, damn, he's good. And then I heard you didn't play like much of high school. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, it just didn't work out. Yeah. I, I, there just wasn't a lot of growth opportunity for me. I mean, Warsaw is a great program, and they've gone to state championships before, but it just wasn't suitable for me as yeah. an individual. So, Hey, man. Got to cause them how you see them. Yeah. What you got going on in the world? Yeah, so I've talked about Burger King on here before. Talked about their little call. Co- you like your fast food. Yeah, we talked about how that. Well, I haven't actually – I haven't eaten that Burger King forever, but we talked about that one coffee membership they had. Mm-hmm. We talked about the Impossible Burger. Yep. Uh, but they – 
uh, unveiled a new marketing strategy, a new ad, like a set of ads. So okay. this was reported from uh, Ad Age. It's a like an online publication. So the manager from a Mexico City Burger King noticed. Okay, so Burger King has this thing called the King's Collection menu. Okay, it's where like bigger sized items like mega food is. So if someone wants to to eat a lot and go in a food coma, which I'll explain here in a second, they get items off there. Gotcha. So this manager from this Mexico City Burger King noticed that some of his customers were ordering like multiple items off there, and then they would be they would fall asleep in the restaurant. <laughs> After they've eaten it. We've all seen people like fall asleep in public places, right? I mean, yeah. For the most part. But usually it's due to something other than just food. Yeah. But like he was noticing that like an abnormal amount of people were just like falling asleep in the restaurant, like after eating. Huh. Um, and so he got an idea. So he called one of the co-founders of Burger King's like ad agency that they contract with. And the ad agency hired a photographer to go into this Burger King and take pictures of people while they were sleeping for an ad that they were going to do. And what they would do is they would come in, they did this for a month, Mm -hmm. took pictures of people. That's awesome. And when the people would wake up, they would ask them like, hey, do you want to be on Burger King's new ad campaign? And they're like, hell yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming they got some, some cut of money for that. Cause I, I, mean, I don't know, man. Like they signed away their rights and I don't know. I hope they did, but, um, they probably thought they were going to be like in a commercial speaking. I bet they didn't know that it was about a picture that was taken of them passed out. Oh, they did. They had to have told them like, Hey, like it might've been in the contract, but they probably didn't read it. Right. But well, they pretty much just told them, Hey, like we took pictures of you while you're sleeping. Mm. Like, is it okay if we use this? Cause okay. like, it's kind of a breach of privacy when you're, even yeah. though you're in a public place. For sure. Um, but so they unveiled a new commercial that is just flashes of people sleeping in the restaurant sent with the caption, we sell booze. <laughs> they're that big. And it's, it's an ad for, That's awesome. it's an ad for the King's collection menu. That's pretty good. They're that big. Wow. Implying that people get a food coma. That's brilliant, man. Props to that manager too. Imagine how much money they just saved on their next ad campaign by mm-hmm. doing that. Yeah. Saved so much money. That manager better get one hell of a raise. Mm-hmm. You said the, where? Mexico City? Mexico City. Yeah, that just that just shows like like a fast food places, look, no matter what company you're at, if you have a good idea and take your time to just be aware of your surroundings like he was, take the time to call him, they're gonna use your idea. Yep. You never know. I mean, same with the flaming hot Cheetos guy. Yeah, I mean it's it's something like that. I mean, can come from anywhere. Crazy, extraordinary, Just extraordinary. Hey, you know you know what? God, I feel bad. I forget his name now. But the guy who started the flaming hot Cheetos, mm-hmm. he saw bags of undusted Cheetos. He saw a blank canvas, baby. He was yeah. ready to fucking paint. Blank, did you did you do the blank canvas story tonight? Shit, <laughs> shit. After the show. After the after show. the show. After the show. Damn it. I'm usually regimental on that. Like, I do not miss a blank canvas beat. Yeah. So, a little backstory. I'm trying to, not trying, am uh, starting this little little movement, hashtag blank canvas, whenever Mm -hmm. we are about to record, because we're here to paint. Yeah, I dig it. Going Bob Ross in this bitch. Yeah. And that just came to you thin air one day? Yeah. I mean... I haven't seen anyone else doing it. Yeah. There's a, Mind Pump has a, there's a Stay Authentic. Okay. Yeah. Like so I know I like that too. It's a problem. I was like, mm-hmm. God, fine. Well, it, that'll be known to be stolen. So I was like, not that I know of. You know, someone probably like, oh, I thought of that idea. I just didn't use it. Stay yeah. Authentic. Simple but significant. I like it. Yeah. That's a good one. Simple but significant. I stole that from Don Draper. <laughs> I cannot take credit for that. I man, I tried that show for two seasons. I tried it, couldn't stick with it. There's a, uh, there's a. Uh, I told you, I, maybe I told you about this. There's a page on YouTube called Charisma University. Okay. And they did like a 15 minute video on how to increase your confidence. And they take like a bunch of scenes from Mad Men and Don Draper and, and point out like specific examples of what he does. Huh. It's really cool. I don't think I've seen that. Yeah. You'd enjoy that. Okay. I'll watch that. Yeah. yeah I just, oh man. After two seasons, it was still kind of the same and I was like, nah, I get it. Mm-hmm. I know you said it like, it really picks up. 
yeah a few more seasons after that but i i was done mm -hmm. like i gave it two seasons and they're those are long seasons yeah they're like what 16 17 you episodes? yeah you gotta be patient with it Gotta be patient with it. I wasn't patient with almost twenty episodes a season for Bro, two seasons. Just, just like six, just like, just like the the success path. People always give up right before they're gonna be successful. Oh, here we go. You gave up on the show right before it was gonna get good. Mm -hmm. Come on now. Mm -hmm. Don't shame shame me. Don't give me those two fingers of shame shame. Shame, shame when shame face. It's like yeah. my babysitter growing up. I'd get the shame shame fingers. All right, so speaking um, of YouTube, yeah, speaking you of uh, marketing strategies, oh, and YouTube, yeah, oh, uh, okay. but I, th I think that's pretty, um, pretty genius. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. I'm still giving props to the the marketing because that's, that's right in your backyard, mm -hmm. like literally in house, and you came up with campaign. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, to your point, it just you never know where the idea comes from. You just think a little differently about a situation, mm -hmm. put a different spin on it. Get some Doc McGowan thoughts running through your brain, higher mm -hmm. level, and just, yeah, he's probably got quite a bit of recognition now. Right. Because I, I bet that ad campaign kills. Yeah. Because when you, uh, like, when people, like, put stuff on their Instagram stories or, or Snapchat stories of people, like, falling asleep in, in public, mm -hmm. it's funny. Yeah. Like, like, but it's, they're usually it, wasted. Yeah. And it's just funny. It's funny to like, usually you get a lot of people replying to it like, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. To turn it into an ad campaign. It's yeah. unreal. But like people know that. People know food coma. Like, so people, like you don't have to explain it. It's not like a, wait, what? Like it's mm -hmm. not too dumb, too over the top either way where it's just simple but significant. Mm -hmm. Don Draper that ass. Yes. So, oh man, Burger King. Making some moves. Yeah. Making some moves. Um, yeah, so we have discussed different streaming channels, uh, Disney Plus, um, Netflix, Hulu, things like that. So I was reading an article with, uh, streaming wars as part of the, the title. So I was like, Ooh, this sounds juicy and gossipy. Let's check it out. Mm -hmm. So Amazon prime video, the app, like for your phone, I guess had disappeared for a short while from the Apple App Store, but allegedly it was just a technical glitch. And that's what one of the spokes uh, people from Amazon said. So, all right, that, that's Bible. It wasn't for a long duration. Okay. Um, but Disney, uh, I guess, has been banning ads for Netflix across all of their TV networks, which include mm. ABC and ESPN. And Netflix is now a major competitor to Disney because of Disney Plus of course, streaming. Of course. So first off, like let's talk about banning ads for someone just because they're a competitor to you. Like, it's fucking like communistic. It's like dictatorship. You know, just like silencing a, a competitor. Like that's kind of fucked. Like be the tallest building because you built the tallest building, not because you knocked the other one down, you pussy. Like earn it. But I do want to say, just to counter, I want, mm -hmm. I want to play devil's yeah. advocate. Yeah. Like before all these places, I mean, they're, they're not competing with products anymore. They're competing with services. Yeah. Services that people are going to be paying for every month in the future. Like future income. But like you're censoring ads. Just for the streaming service though, right? I mean, that's all Netflix is. I know, but that's... <laughs> but. That's kind of the competitive advantage that these other places have is they they're gonna have a streaming service as a side of their products. Yeah. Oh, ne for sure. Netflix, like, Netflix made it diversify its product portfolio. I'm just like a major network like ban. I know. I'm surprised that that's like it's harsh as kosher. It's competition though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, you own what you own. You make mm -hmm. the rules on that. I'm just like ah, because there's like people that watch Netflix that watch both of those networks. Right. Like I didn't think about not seeing Netflix, not seeing Netflix commercials. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Interesting. All right, maybe I went off the deep end a little bit, but no, you're. I mean, I'm I just, get what you're. I get what you're saying, but like, Disney is a business trying to make money. Like, yeah. why? Like, why would you send people to something that is competing against you? Yeah, no, it makes sense. All right. 
You changed but my mind. The, there's more, though, right? You changed my mind. There's more, right? You changed my mind. There's more. Also, now we're at uh, Google and Amazon got after it when Amazon's Fire TV prevented TV devices from offering content from YouTube, which is owned by Google. Mm. Um, uh, and Google Chromecast, or not owned by Google, I'm sorry, Google Chromecast was maintaining a ban on Amazon Prime video. Mm. And that ended this year, uh, July of 2019, um, because they figured it was better to not segment the market. So they, they were kind of doing the same thing that Disney and Netflix are doing, but uh, with Google and Amazon, but they were able to realize like, okay, we should let the market play the market. Otherwise we're gonna hurt both each other more than just being equally unhappy with a situation and still being okay. Mm. So with all this, Roku is the winner of all Staying these outcomes. Neutral. Because Roku is the only one that can offer all the streaming services. So Roku staying on top, playing Switzerland, right in the middle, not being touched. But I just think it's interesting that now you're seeing like bans on ads and shit with mm. all the streaming. Like it's it's gone next level. Yeah. Like when's the last time you heard of like, hey, I'm gonna ban uh, my TV network from promoting anything that this company does. Yeah. Which I yeah, guess man. you know. This that, is an interesting time. That's why I bring it up to you. You change my my viewpoint on that of where yeah, it's business makes sense. I was like, man, that's. That's still pretty big. Like, mm-hmm. if you're able to ban that, like, what else are you gonna maybe start banning network wide? Right. You know what I mean. If it's if it threatens your profitability. Yeah. Or, if it if it threatens your viewpoint. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Oh, that's yeah. That's a. You know that's what I mean? Shoot, yeah. are, are we gonna start flirting that line? Yeah, I'm gonna third rail this bitch if we start flirting that line of. Oh, I disagree with, you know, that ad or ban that, ban that, ban that. Mm-hmm. Business is business, yeah, but I don't know. Toeing the line here. But I think the streaming stuff is is pretty interesting at how much all the major players are having their own. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, where are people going to land based on what they want to watch? Well, here's here's what I see, what, this, what all this means for you and I. Hit me. Is, I mean... Increased competition. Obviously, the competition is firing up, which means we as viewers are going to have to work harder to watch what we want to watch. Like we're going to have to eventually make a choice between one of these places because they're going to be so segmented. Mm-hmm. Which is which means it's going to be more expensive for us. Yeah. The price is going to go up. Yep. Well, just making decisions with our money. Mm-hmm. Where's the money going to go? But like, yeah, prices. We're, we're, are, we're gonna we're gonna be getting less content per dollar. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Which sucks, but... Yeah, and I... Man, I don't know. I think Netflix is losing out big time. By the end of this year and the next year, they're losing a lot of they're gonna shows. Need, they're going to need to pivot and do something. Yeah. Like add like a live feature or... Like they're losing The Office. They're losing Friends. I think they're losing Seinfeld. They're losing Marvel. They're losing a lot of top dollar items. I would sell Netflix right now if I own stock. Not I think a bad it, idea. I think it's going to go down. Not a bad idea. Oh, it definitely will. Like, they're going to get it already, smaller. If it already hasn't. I don't know. Because, like we've talked before, <clears throat> like, they're they're now making specials, which do well, but they're not going to be able to operate at the level mm-hmm. of revenue they used to be making once all this shit fully kicks in. Right. They'll live, but they'll shrink. Yeah. So, I was like, ooh, this is a good follow-up. Mm-hmm. So, I was... Uh, like this is juicy what else you got yeah man so hackers are now targeting home buyers or they have been didn't just happen but uh so what happened was uh, there's a guy named oliver ellaby who were from texas he was shopping for a home for his parents uh found a nice home near Katy, texas which is nice of him yeah which is near houston apparently Parents are getting old. I think his dad has cancer. Mm. They're really far from him right now. He's in the petroleum industry. Very wealthy guy. Gotcha. Wants to move him closer to home. Bought, That's sweet. Yeah. So uh, bid on a house at a real estate auction. So that's that's how he won it. So got the house, $150,000. Uh, 
and $150 and a little bit of change, so $150,000. And so a few, a few days before the time when they were supposed to close the house, like the scheduled closing, this is in February 2015, mm-hmm. Ellerby, Oliver, the guy who bought the house, he got an email from what seemed like his real estate agent from the Keller Williams was the firm they used. Okay. Um, and the email notified him that uh, his wiring instructions to pay for the house had changed. Said this, huh. in, said this in an email. Say, hey, your wiring instructions change. This is what you do. This is where you wire the money. So he drove to the bank and sent the 150000 to the new bank address that was in that email. So he left for a hunting trip, went with, with some friends, didn't suspect a thing. Nothing seemed fishy when he did it. But on the morning of closing, he received an email from his titling company called Solution Star Settlement Services. So they partnered with Keller Williams, his actual company. Okay. The same company they got the email from. Yeah. And they asked him, when are you going to send us the money? Are you going to send us the money? And he's like, I already did. Here's the proof. You guys sent me the email. And and then this, the titling company's like, we never sent those emails. So he's just like, fuck. You know, you know once he read that, like... He was upside down. Yeah. So, yeah. So what ended up happening? Uh, yeah. So that, what ended up happening is he sued Keller Williams and Solution Star Settlement Services for negligence in civil court. Uh, and the parties ended up reaching a confidential settlement. So this is just all coming out now. So I feel like this has been going on for like a few years and they couldn't like report it or anything. Um, and after paying his attorney and investigator, he didn't, he didn't really re- recoup the money from the, the, the settlement. Like he didn't really get a minute as whole and he had to pay another $150,000 for the house. Jeez. So yeah. And this just speaks, I'm going to get your thoughts on it here in a second, but it just speaks to, uh, business email compromise scams, how they're on the rise. And the FBI reported that over the last three years, there's been over $26 billion lost. Dude, that is it's crazy. I couldn't believe when I saw that number. That's, That's crazy. billion from billion from just that billion. Yeah, I was like, "Damn," because uh, it, it it first started started at like the corporation level, mm-hmm. like people were scamming like corporations. But now they target home buyers because apparently those people send large amounts of money, and they're not very like cybersecurity savvy. Like they're just people that are just they're easy to to, to get got yeah. in, in that in that scam. So, man, these hackers are just hacking into these real estate companies' systems studying how they communicate with their customers, get the customer information. And yeah. then they're just, that's just crazy, man. It's fucked up. It's like, what the hell? I mean, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, but like changes to a, a big time wire. Like it, it's just, it, it's unfortunate, but we have to watch for any single mm-hmm. little red flag. Like why would they change my wiring instructions? Mm-hmm. Like, were they already made or what was wrong with them? That's where it's like, you, maybe you call them and say, hey, like, what's wrong with the wiring instructions that you sent me? Like, yeah. Nothing's wrong with them. Well, you sent me a different, like, oh, shit. Yeah. But, like, this guy didn't know. He's buying it for his parents. Yeah, unassuming. Yeah. Who knows what else he had going on that day. He's probably like, all right, I just need to get this shit done. Mm-hmm. Crazy, Man. dude. It's just... I mean, sounds like he's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Wasn't like, you know, you hear stories of like life savings right. gone. But I mean, not to downplay, that sucks. Decent chunk of change. And just the fact <clears throat> that you had to go through that whole like legal process too. Like that probably took years. For years, yeah. yeah. Just trying and, to buy and, your parents a house. And paying out of pocket. Because mm-hmm. it's not like he's paying it off the tab of what he's owed. Right. Didn't know what he was going to get, so he's still paying out of pocket. For Crazy. Years. Four years. Three, four years. Mm-hmm. God. Hackers, man. You told me you had a little hacker incident. Yeah, yeah. Is, is it my turn to share RLE? Or, yeah, let's yeah. RLE it. Yeah, so that's a perfect segue into what happened to me. See what I did there? Yeah, this past <laughs> Friday. Yeah, so I pretty much got... My debit card got hacked. You got got. Most, like... 90% of my debit card got stolen from five different Walgreens in Florida. In Florida. So what Jeez. happened was I got a text. They were really low on diapers. <laughs> man. Child support, man. Sir poops a lot in their house. Yeah. So, yeah, what happened to me is I pretty much got 
a text from a number that said, Hey, there's been from Lake city bank. It looked like a, a Lake city bank text. And, and that's like your bank yeah. that you've worked with. My bank. Long. And it yeah. asked me like, did you mean to spend a thousand dollars or $1,200 at a Publix in Florida? <laughs> and I said, I said, no. 1200 at a Publix. Yeah. I know it's expensive, but damn. So I was like, yeah, thanks for texting me. No, I didn't mean to do that. And then they're like, and then it followed up with another text and said, hey, is it okay if we call you to identify some some theft concerns? I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they call me, and this dude like kept on calling me Mr. Allermeyer. Every time he would address me and say something, he would say, Mr. Allermeyer. Yeah. It was just weird that he kept on saying my name over and over. He said he's from, and here's the thing, the number that they called me from, it's the same number that's on the back of my debit card. It's the, it's the Lake City help desk number. Huh. So I checked. So when they called, I che- I checked that. I was like, okay, cool. Um, and then he's like, yeah, like, I can't remember if I ended up giving him my pen or not. I don't remember. But pretty much what he said is like, we need you to identify like four claim numbers so you can so you can write them down and you can dispute the claims with your bank with the bank with, through some paperwork. I'm like, okay, whatever. Huh. And then he's like. Lake City Bank is doing a new security text service. I'm going to send you a test text, and you're going to reply yes to confirm. And so he sent it, and I said yes, and that's where I fucked up, I think. Because by saying yes to that text, once I said yes to that text, confirming that the test text was the same exact thing. It was like, did you mean to spend this at this place? Uh, And I ended up saying yes to that. Uh, and then I get an email saying that my debit card was added to a Samsung Pay device, and then I open up my mobile app, and like my the balance on my debit card is just going south, south, south. Bro. And this dude was trying to, and I was like, I was like, fuck you, dude. I'm getting off the phone. I'm gonna call my bank. And then I called my bank, and they they were able to cut it off before all the money went out, but. And I'm gonna be able to get all my money back. So I, I, I went to the bank this on Saturday morning, and uh, they they the bank protects you and things like this. So yeah, I was able to to, to get a claim. Damn, so that, that just shows, man. Like, I'm trying to think like how I would have played it different. I mean, I don't know how I would have played it. Like, I mean, you don't know. Yeah, like I think maybe next time. The, the the bank told me that like whenever things like that happen, the phone call should be like less than five minutes. But he kept on like trying to keep me on the line to give me these claim numbers that, that were taking a while to process. So I was just like, oh my gosh, what I was on the phone for like thirty minutes. Damn. Yeah, and so that just lesson learned: just call your bank directly. Like call the help center, help desk center first. Yeah, you call don't, them. Don't try like. I don't even know what like if someone like because they do call you first sometimes. So I'm just. I mean, maybe next time, just make sure to just call them first. Yeah. So, if they I try to reconfirm or have you do something twice, mm-hmm. then maybe yeah, call it at that. Lesson learned: be careful, man. Yeah, just be careful. Don't say yes. <laughs> Don't reply yes. Don't opt into anything. Connor Flynn, when he spoke to my pledge class in college. That was his advice to us. Always say yes. Always say yes. I followed his advice. Look what it, look where it got me. I'm just kidding. See Connor love, love you, Connor. Just kidding. See see where you lead people. <laughs> Debit card fraud. But yeah, that happened to me on Friday. Everything should be squared up by Wednesday though. Get mm. gotta get my new debit card. I can't amounts to be put back in. Good. Yeah. There you go. Damn. Well I'm glad I'm glad you're getting made completely whole. Yeah. Not like Mr. Ellerby. Yeah, I, I, I getting a little more lucky than Mr. Ellerby. But, a little bit. Yeah. Damn, sorry that happened, dude. That sucks. Yeah, it was just a it was just a short term scare. It was had a little, like a little yeah. mini heart attack. And Still, an hour an hour of my life I can't get back. But yeah, it's all good. Fun. I'm gonna get into time in book talk, but we're not there yet. Man, this dude is just transitioning uh, all over uh, the place, uh, like Chris uh, Paul uh, with at the point. But I can't put a bridge over my RLE because it t- talks about separating dreamers from doers okay. via Steve Jobs. Rest in peace. So yeah. Biggest thing here is pretty quick, quick, short, and sweet article. Um, be willing to ask for what you want. It's like ask for help, ask for that raise, and, and it's like, okay, well, what do you think you should be paid? This, like, you never know. They might counter, but it'll still be more than you're currently making. They might say no, then you're no worse off than you already were. They might look at you and say, okay. 
Like you, you just never know. And people are always, I well, I shouldn't say always. I think a lot of people, uh, successful people, want to help. Like they, they want to be asked for their expertise and advice because that makes them feel good. Like, hey, I must be doing something right. Someone wants to ask me for advice or for help. And when they do help and see you do well, that's that's still self-rewarding. So like people want to help others do well. Yeah. It's it's like, you know, you ever go up to maybe one of the biggest guys in the gym, like they're probably more willing to to help you on a spot or if you ask them a question about something than a lot of other people. But they're gonna crush me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, with their index finger and their thumb, Tim. Um, but yeah, it's it's it was one of those like simple lessons to excuse me um, catch up with or or kind of get smacked in the face and just ask for what you want mm-hmm. and it's like hard at first but then you know it works out a few times like man just ask mm-hmm. so that's a great point like it's yeah it's very very simple but mm-hmm. easy to do easy to not do yeah so I struggle with this at first. When I, when I started my first full-time job mm-hmm. uh, in finance, I wanted to just solve everything myself. I wanted to just dive into a project and think I had all the right answers because, I mean, not that I was ashamed to ask for help, but I wanted to feel accomplished that I did everything myself. But just like that and like in all parts of life, you need other people to be successful mm-hmm. in a way. Like you, you are the sole determinant of your success, but – People along the way, they want to see you succeed, and they want to help, and you need those people. Yeah. So, just like Dr. Mudgill, man, that dude's that dude's a it's a busy dermatologist and does his podcast, does all his content, mm-hmm. but he took the time to come onto our podcast because he wanted to help us and he wanted yeah. to share knowledge. Yeah. Thankful for that conversation, man. Very blessed for that. That was a fun, fun ride on that. Yeah. One. Episode eighty-eight. Yes. Was that eighty-nine? 80, I can never keep 89. track of numbers. Yep. God, I'm good at making stuff up though. Yeah. Yeah, Dr. Mudgill. Damn, dude, we're in the night. This is our 90th episode. We're in the 90s. This is episode 90. Oh my god. Ooh, 10 away. Time to throw a party. <laughs> we really got to decide what we're gonna do for that episode. For episode 100. Yeah. We're at least gonna go should shoot we some do more a best, pool. Should we do a best of? Best of. Or should we do an actual episode? I don't know. I don't know. I think. I think we do. Maybe our like intro, like we do our quick weekend update, and then maybe the first half we do a uh, little recap. Mm-hmm. Maybe biggest things we've learned from the podcast. Yeah, and then yeah, we can do something like that, and then Stay maybe tuned, maybe baby. have like a quick quick short like uh, episode. So maybe our our regular Tuesday is down to like twenty to thirty minutes. Or episode one hundred is maybe a little longer. We just mm-hmm. added on. Yeah, yeah. We'll 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 think on that. Food for thought. But yeah, I like throwing something like that in there because I still like the the original episode too. Yeah, of course. It's like people got to get learned it the off formula. the dome. The formula. The yep. formula. Yep. Um. Sorry, I kind of cut you off. Do you have any? Do you have anything else there? No, you're good. Just ask for ask for what you want. Okay. I did have a second. Um, I'm being selfish today. Yeah. So. It was just kind of a being in, you know, movement and things. It was kind of a cross training sort of experience. My yoga instructor stopped me after class one day. He's like, oh, you're pretty flexible. And I just kind of laugh inside my head because I don't think I am. Uh, I'm working on it. But uh, so we start talking. I tell him what I do for work and how I incorporate yoga with my rehab. And I told him how I'm breaking down even the downward dog that I learned from, you know, a lady from the Prague Rehabilitation rehabilitation school and and like Prague Prague um and it was just fascinating when I first started going I'm like oh I've given this stretch or I've done this move I've broken this down I've taught shoulder stability with this um and it just goes to show how much cross training can be so important for anyone and everyone like Mm -hmm. do a bunch of different things because everything's going to require you to move differently to resist a certain whether it be body weight or kettlebell or something different. Um, and I just think that we don't do a lot of, do enough of 
kind of mixing in our activities. Mm-hmm. And and I'm guilty of it too. It's easy to get in your lift routine. It's like, man, I feel good when I get that lift. That was a great lift. Um, but throwing in some different stuff like a yoga. Maybe you run a day. Maybe you, you know, do work on a farm. I don't know. Um, but just changing up how we train and what we train, I think is, like you play basketball, that's good. That's a lot of different cuts and jabs and uh, quick movements, longer strides, uh, transverse playing, like you're hitting every plane of motion with that too. Um, but not all of us do that. And I think missing out on that is a big part of missing out on our proper movement and what mm-hmm. we're meant and built to do. We're built to do all these different movements. Mm-hmm. So it was just like a, man, from rehab to yoga to something that's leisure to something that's corrective. Challenge your body. Yeah. The challenge, like when you challenge your body to learn something new, it's good for your body. Mm-hmm. Train yourself to learn something new. Yeah. I've been uh, working on balance based on Kellen, uh, what Kellen was saying. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've been, when I go to do like my basketball warm-up before uh, I work out, I, t- I took a page out of Kevin Durant's book. And what I do is I, I like stand with the ball and I hop on one foot, I hop on my left foot, and then I hop back on my right foot uh-huh. and stay on my right foot balancing. And then uh, I shoot it. Like gotcha. I, I hopscotch back and forth and stay on one foot and shoot while I'm still on one foot. There you go. Ten of those. Wow. And I, and I do ten where I end on my right foot and I do ten where I end on my left foot. Pro tip. Pretty. It's pretty – it's fun. Yeah. That's just a, like – you can work on balance and like do something fun at the same time, right? Because like you can maybe you can sometimes get bored with just trying to balance, but if you like add like just some extra stuff to it, like where you balance or how you incorporate something else into your balance, like yeah, it's cool, man. Yeah, cross train your body. I didn't even think about that until you brought that up. So thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you have a, a nice healthy habit too, a nice little atomic habit, one might yes, say. Yes. Yes. But seriously, whenever you watch. Uh, Kevin Durant, we won't be able to see him for a while, I guess, because of his Achilles. But watch his pregame warm-up routine. Huh. It's unreal. Okay. It's awesome. Interesting. Him and Steph Curry had the best pregame routines, I think. Okay. But, I'll have to watch out for that. Yeah. What you got for book talk? Yeah, so I'm taking a page out of Tribe of Mentors by Tim Ferriss. Ah, I've Mr. talked about Ferris. this book on here before, but just the format of the book, he asks five to 10 questions to some of the most world-renowned leaders, entrepreneurs, doctors, world leaders. And they give their thoughts on these five to 11 questions. Like some of them are, what advice would you give your younger self? Uh, What's a change that you've made in the last 100 days that's changed your life? Just different thought-provoking questions like that. And Laura R. Walker, she's an American executive who served as the president and CEO of the New York Public Radio, a nonprofit media organization. She gave advice that said, very applicable to, to a lot of what I've been going through and a lot of people go through, is embrace the ambiguity and contradictions that life will bring. Embrace that, and then while things like this are happening, develop habits like exercise, talking with friends that helps you deal with it. Hmm. So this goes back to when we talk about lo- relocation depression, this is kind of the same type of thing as like when things in your life don't seem familiar. Like if you're moving to new, moving to a new place, uh, trying to decide what your next job will be, uh, anything like whenever life seems uncertain, keep those things in your life that are certain. Like those friends mm. that you can have conversations with, those FaceTimes with your mom or your dad that you like to have, uh, working out like you've always worked out, keep like keep playing golf because that's what you've been doing your whole life. Yeah, like these types of things help you cope with things that are uncertain in life. Yeah, life's going to be uncertain sometimes. That's, I mean, that's a fact of it. But you don't have to make everything else in your life uncertain. So, Yeah, and it's, to your point, there's always going to be uncertainties and things are going to happen and come up that we don't want them to. And this is something I got from Don't Sweat the Small Stuff that, you know, we get super worked up about the unforeseen and and just the things that pop up because they go against what our expectation or our plan of how the world should go Mm -hmm. Yep, is why we get so worked up because we expect it to do what we want it to do and the world doesn't work that way so that's where our our contradiction comes in so if like 
So bring that up, accept it, find your 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 pillars, your your pockets of peace, uh, as Aubrey Marcus has called them. And uh, God, what a great lead into my book talk too. Man, Man. transit, Mister Transition today on fire today with these transitions. But those things will keep will keep you grounded, um, and, and you know, keep you sane, if you will. Of just okay, a lot of new stuff is going on. I moved, even if it's in the same city, that moving experience is still different for you. Mm-hmm. You know, then it's like new route to work, uh, new places to eat. I don't know. I don't know anyone up here. I don't know the places to eat up here. I don't know places for fun, whatever it may be. Um, yeah, and especially new job, but it's it's keeping those things, those anchors that. Yeah, I will, like that term. Your will, con- your constants. Yeah, your anchors. Yeah, and and losing those is when. You, you get in trouble. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, I like that you brought that up because there have been times where I've been, I've been close to losing those anchors. And it's like, ah, I know what happens down that road. So mm-hmm. just hang on to those. And just, if mm-hmm. it's fingernails, hanging on my fingernails to feel normal, do that shit. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I agree with uh, Miss Walker here. Yeah. Laura Walker dropping bombs. Yeah. Great lady. I'm glad she's a cool lady. Exercise, yeah. talking with friends, and writing. I like those. Mm. Good examples. Yeah. But... So define your constants, whatever that may be. Yeah. So, right on. Good. Um, yeah. I'm going to finish with a little Own the Day, Own Your Life by Aubrey Marcus. Um, so a couple quick things that I was reading about when you're working. We talked about owning your space uh, last week and a few other tips kind of leading off of that. Um Start the day with the hard tasks that you need to accomplish. So whether it's starting your most complicated problem at at work, whatever that may be for you, the the one that you've been putting off the last two days that you know you cannot put off another day because you have to respond to that email because they've been waiting for a response. You're scared they're going to send the follow-up already and you haven't done a thing. Never been there before. Um, <laughs> but, I can't tell. But, you know... Start there and just dive right into it. Just accept it, sink your teeth into it, get that fresh cup of joe, turn on off the dome radio and get into it. And, you know, after you're done with that, it's like, okay, that was the one I really knew was going to suck. Got through it. The rest is kind of routine. So it'll make, start with the hard task and you should be a lot better with the rest of your day. If the hard task is the gym, get up early, do that first thing. Um, I like it for other reasons than that, but it, it does improve my day if I go to the gym before I go to work. Mm-hmm. So so things like that, uh, starting with the hard tasks. And I was like, oh, interesting um, way to spin that because you've heard about the, the Navy general saying, you know, just start with making your bed. Start with a small win. So do that. Have a hard task. Like you're off to some good wins already for the day. Um, and then it talked about when you're working. And I added uh, – to this notion of like, or if you're with people, block out distractions. Like if you're with people, put your phone down. Like you're with someone in person. They should be the most important. If you're working, move it away, out of arm's reach, uh, things like that. Or whatever your distraction could be Netflix. Uh, Don't let it ruin your attention because your attention is precious. Attention is time. And time is the only resource that you cannot renew. Mm. So he said to guard it well. I like that. Guard your attention because your attention equals your time. Think about it. You lose your focus. You get on Instagram, what, 10, 15 minutes goes by. You could have been done two times of that ago, but then you total an hour in the last three hours of quote-unquote work. A third to half of that is Instagram Mm. because you lost your attention. Something lit up. Maybe Snapchat lit up. Then you went to Instagram, whatever it may be. So that's just an easy example. Whatever the distraction is, remove it so it doesn't creep in. I like that. But, I mean. We all have the same 24 hours, man. Yeah. Yeah. Protect there's that, it. There's that song. What's his name? Is it Gashi? Gashi? I got the same 24 hours. <laughs> we got the same 24 hours. I was reminded of that in the Bill Gates documentary. Great documentary. What, the song or distractions? Uh, 
The same 24 hours. Oh, okay. Great documentary. Three part. You should watch it. Very inspirational. Bill Gates? Mm-hmm. I'm down. Yeah. I'll watch that. I needed a new, like, a new, like, good documentary. That's the, There weren't some, there weren't good ones on Netflix lately. I'm like, ah, yeah, man. It fits the bill, man. Okay. No pun intended. Whoa! <laughs> Drop him. Bumps! I think it's like, each, like, three parts, like, 50 minutes each. So, I mean, if, you can either just binge it on a weekend, or if you're just trying to watch it throughout a week, you can you can have something to look forward to each night. Uh, watch is it watchable night. while one hypothetically cooks, or is it a sit yeah. down? Yeah. Uh, you can tell down. me it's a sit, sit down. down. Okay. I sat down. I didn't do any, I wasn't doing anything else while I watched it. Okay. I would I would just okay. take it all. Just in. I needed to know what yeah. kind of attention I had yeah. to give this thing. Bam! Just give it intimate. Yep. All right. You got anything else, Tim? I'm good, man. Ready? Go. Episode ninety, baby. Hey, should we just do Lapia Dad? Yeah, I'm down. You know they why? close at ten. We gotta get there soon, though. Oh shit! Taco Tuesday. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening, uh, lending us your ear, giving us your time and attention. Uh, we really do appreciate it. If you're enjoying the show, head over to iTunes at Off the Dome Radio. Leave a five star rating and review. Then DM us on Instagram. Let us know your name that you did so. Give us a good mailing address. We will send a free laptop sticker to you ASAP. Thank you so much again. Hope you have a great Tuesday, and thank you for hanging with us.